Welcome back to Till Death Do Us podcast, a podcast about marriage, murder with the Murrays. I'm Michelle Murray. I'm Matt Murray. Why do you hear that face? I don't know, because I didn't listen to an older episode to see if we say our last names or not. Oh, shoot, I didn't either. Yeah. I forgot. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think we keep it pretty consistent. I feel like we do. Yeah. 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 What's up? How mm-hmm. are you? It's been a long day today. Yeah. Yeah. Today was the first day that you went back to work. I went back to work. Yeah. What did you do today? How was it? Um, it was it was really really nice to see everybody. Um, and you know it's it's just gonna take some getting used to. I had to wear a mask all day. Um, I'm very lucky that I have eyes that I am able to emote with. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. <laughs> That's a true statement. So, yeah. You have very emotional eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. You say that that's just your face, but you don't You don't even see your <laughs> face half of the time, so you don't even know. I know, but I feel like wearing a mask now, I'm going to be able to get away with, like, a lot more facial expressions. Yeah. You don't think so? You think it's all in my eyes? I mean, I think... Because I'm fucked. I think it's more in your eyes than you think it is. Damn it. Yeah. Sorry to tell when you. When I was saying I emote with my eyes, I was just saying smiling... But I guess. <laughs> you do a lot of things with your eyes. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really, it was really great to be back. I missed, you know, I missed a lot of my coworkers and um, it's weird seeing somebody every day for so many years and then not. Not seeing them for like two months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just strange. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like last week at one point, Sasha came in to, she's a, a woman that I work with. Uh, to like grab some samples or something and like right. i was walking into the office to grab like a key out of one of the desks to go into the electrical closet and i didn't know she was even there right and it was just like really weird like we talked for a little bit but it was just like huh like i used to see you yeah every day literally and yeah it is it's very yeah. weird i think the hardest part for me was like I literally just wanted to grab everybody and hug them because like it's such an emotional time Mm -hmm. and like in emotional times like that's a response is you just want to hold people tight and like you can't fucking do that and it's really hard like I told all of my partners I was like I I just want to hug you I just want to hug you yeah (laughs) it's like that that was probably one of the hardest for me well maybe someday you'll be able to hug them again I'm gonna hug everybody (laughs) Yeah, not right now, though. Not right now. You gotta leave enough room for but the Holy the Spirit sec- right now. <laughs> the second they're like, physical contact is okay again. Like, fucking watch out, guys, because I'm gonna hug you. <laughs> did you ever have any, like, did you ever go to any kind of religious Catholic school or anything? No. Okay. Did you ever have anybody do the, like, you need to leave enough room for the Holy Spirit to you? I mean, as like a joke. Yeah, see, I've had that done to me seriously. It was like sixth grade. No, it was probably fifth grade. <laughs> Need to leave enough room for the Holy Spirit, guys. Getting a little close. <laughs> Getting a little close. No, yeah. Mm-mm. Need a little God between your dong and your vajayjay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my d- dances, uh, we got real close. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, oh, yeah. And it was middle school, middle school. too, because yeah. I never went to any of the high school dances. Oh, for you. Well, I didn't go to high school. Yeah, right. True. <laughs> you didn't miss out on much. I was in high school for like two months, and yeah. then I was like, "Nah, I'm I was, all, I was all that, set." I was that kid senior year. I went straight up 
straight up Victorian style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I went was, to, I, I did go to, I went to uh, Gavin's dad's prom. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you did. You got to dress up and go to the dance. Yeah. But yeah, the middle school dances versus high school dances. I was We're thinking like, like totally... those weekly, like high the weekly dances. Wait, what? When I was in middle school, we had a dance like at least once a month. Yeah, I'd say probably at least once a month. Yeah, Not but then, weekly. but then on the on the when your school didn't have the dance, you'd go to your other school's dances. No, that no. was just me. Yeah, what? I would go to like the MC dances. Well, yeah, they they wanted girls at the MC dances. Yeah, but like. I, one day I would go to like the MC dance and then like the next week I would go to like the Roberts dance and like, no. You're a little dance hussy. You know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, middle school dances were like fucking way, like that was like a, a growing ground for fucking young adults everywhere. So I used to think I was so cool and my favorite song to request by the DJ would be Headstrong by Trapped. <laughs> Headstrong will take you on. Headstrong take on anyone. And then I would like pretend that I was going to start a mosh pit. At, at the school and dance. And then I would get in trouble. Yeah, at the school dance. <laughs> yeah. Big old mosh pit in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Headstrong by Trapped. I fucking loved that song, man. That was my jam at 13. <laughs> oh God. That was that was music at one point. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. So, you want my tip? Uh-oh. Do I? Yeah. Okay. My tip this wait, week. Wait, wait, wait. This is How Not to Murder Each Other with <laughs> Michelle Murray. Uh, so my tip this week is to be comfortable being gross around your partner. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Some couples are so weird about that. And, like, we're in quarantine now. You've seen me real gross. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, me too. You know, like, I have a lot of long, sweaty days of hauling heavy shit all over the place. Yeah. And just, ugh. Right, but, like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to... Pretty yourself up. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is literally the first time I put eye makeup on in, like, two months. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, you didn't even fucking say anything. Yeah. <laughs> you're a pretty good looking chicken, Jamal, so it's, I don't know. You don't, when you don't, it's not like, you're not like one of those girls that wears like a shitload of makeup anyway. Yeah. You know, like when you put on makeup, it's pretty minimal. Thanks. Is it not? I don't know. Are you I really me? No, I really don't even put, I don't, yeah. Are you tricking I me? I put like. Do you put a lot of makeup on and it's I don't. tricking me? No, I don't. Is it some weird girl magic that I don't know about? How am I tricking you? I don't know. I, you literally see me with no makeup all the time. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's okay. Like, it's okay to be gross around your partner. And, like, there's going to be a lot of other gross things that happen if you're in it for the long term. Yeah. So, the not showering yeah. part is the least gross. Are eventually. those couples that are like, oh, I don't fart around my husband? Yeah, no. What? Yeah, what? Why? <laughs> How? How do you do that? You must have stomach aches all the time. Yeah, just like constantly. <laughs> Did you just smell your pit? No, I moved my glasses. Oh, you're gross. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real good whiff. I'm like that, what was it? Molly Shannon from... Oh, yeah. Superstar? Yeah. Superstar. Well. You can't You can't hear the... I'm doing the, the thing that she did. Yeah, they don't know anything yeah, you're doing. At all. I could be doing something so crazy right now. 
You don't even know. I mean, that will be hard. Oh, because of the chair? Yeah. Yeah, right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyways, that's my tip. It's okay to be gross. You don't need to make yourself perfect every day. You know? I think, yeah. I think doing that in general is probably not good practice. Right. Because they never see, like, the real you. Yeah. And the real me is pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> if you're gross, I'm gross. If you're gross, I'm a gross. <laughs> if you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. I liked it. Yeah. It was good. I need um I need some good like simple little ones. So, if you guys have any any good ones, you let me know. Yeah. Like we've said before, we're not the masters of marriage. We're just kind of sharing our knowledge with you. So, if you share your knowledge with us, maybe we'll share it with everybody else. Yeah, we're still pretty new at this. Yeah. 5 years. We've what? Been, we've been together, right? Like five years? Yeah. We've been married like three. Yeah. I thought you were, I thought you thought we were married for five years. No. <laughs> yes. October will be five years together, three years married. Wow. I know. So long. I know. It's true. Yeah, wow. It's a long time. Yeah. Hopefully neither of us murders the other one. I mean, I don't see that happening yet. <laughs> but I don't have a life insurance policy on you yet. So, uh, to my story. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you ready to bring it down? Yeah, let's bring it down a notch. What are we talking about? So, today, I am going to tell you about Judy Bueno Año. She's oh. the Black Widow of Florida. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So, I first heard about her on um, My Favorite Murder. Again, one of my favorite podcasts. Episode 96. It was actually a live episode um, at the Hard Rock in Orlando. And then um, I heard the story again on And That's Why We Drink, episode 112. And my own research I did um, on murderpedia.org, on capitalpunishmentuk.org. And I actually found an article on alcatrazeast.com. Which is um, the crime museum in Tennessee. That we went to. Yeah, that we went to. Which is like, if anyone's in Tennessee, and if you're listening to this, I assume you like true crime, go (laughs) to Alcatraz of the East. It was really cool. Yeah, it was such a great... I mean, we love museums anyways, but like that one was so much fun. It was so cool. Because we like museums, but we also like murder. Yeah, and they had... I mean, they had Gacy's... um, clown costume there they had fucking oj's bronco remember? they had manson's like, guitar yeah yeah it like, was really cool yeah it was awesome it was, uh, definitely go yeah um yes so judy was born judias welty on april 4th 1943 in Quana, texas i actually phonetically spelt it because i was worried i was <laughs> gonna remember how to say it because it's q-u-a-n-a-h <laughs> Quana. She was named after her mother, who sadly died from tuberculosis when Judy was only two years old. Her father, who was a farm worker, could not continue to care for his four children alone, because they had Judy, she had two older siblings and a younger sibling. Mm -hmm. So he sent Judy and her younger infant brother to live with their grandparents, while the two older siblings were put up for adoption. That's a non-normal circumstance, especially for like the 40s, I feel like. Like the dad is the single one doing the raising? Yeah. That is kind of weird. I mean, yeah. even even now, I feel like it's kind of a little, not odd, but like uh, not common. Yeah, like a single dad. Yeah. Well, it's because she died. Right. But like, I don't know, remarrying and all that. Well, 
Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so he sent the two younger kids to their grandparents and the two older kids he put up for adoption. So a year later... Got fucked up. Right? Yeah. A year later, he remarried and took back Judy and Robert and moved them to Roswell, New Mexico with him and his new wife and her two sons. Judy claims that both her father and stepmother abused her. She says she was beaten, starved, and forced to work all night and day as pretty much, like, slaves to the family. Ugh. And that, like, the her stepbrothers and even her own brother began to treat her like that, too. Like, they just abused her and made her, you know, she had to clean, she had to cook, and, yeah, she had to do everything. That's really shitty. One day, she was pushed too far. At the age of 14, she scolded her two stepbrothers with hot grease and then attacked her father and stepmother. Oh, boy. Her parents wanted her prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. She was sentenced to 60 days in an adult jail. She was only 14. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean... An adult jail? But in in what? So that was like 1950... Well, if she was born in 43, yeah, so 50... 57? Were there even juvenile detention centers back then? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Following her release... The judge gave her an option to either be on her best behavior and go home or to go to an all-girls reform school. She chose to attend Foothills High School in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Right. Good choice. Yeah. I mean, like, she was known to be a liar, but I, I can't imagine that she would choose to go to a reform school instead of going home. So, like, I believe that the abuse was, like, for that real. Yeah. yeah. She graduated early in 1959 at 16 years old. She then moved back to Roswell, where she assumed the name Anna Schultz. She began working as a nursing assistant. In 1961, at 18, she gave birth to son Michael Schultz. She refused to ever disclose to anyone who his father was. In 1962, Judy married an Air Force officer named James Goodyear. They were very happy. Did they have a bad year? No, they had a good year. Oh, okay. (laughs) They were, so they were very happy. Which is always the way my stories go. Yep. They were always happy. Not for long. (laughs) I smell murder. James officially adopted Michael, and together they had James Jr. in early 1966 and Kimberly in late 1967. They moved to Orlando, Florida, and with her husband's financial support, Judy opened up her own business, the Conway Acres Child Care Center. James Goodyear had been sent to do a tour of Vietnam. In 1971, three months after his return, he began to suffer from weakness, nausea, diarrhea, and vomiting. He was admitted to the hospital on September 13th, but they could not figure out what was wrong. And on September 15th, James died from renal failure. From what? Renal failure. What's that? Do you not know either? (laughs) How do you not look that up? (laughs) I'll look it up. What? I feel like we both should know that, though. Why? That doesn't isn't, seem... Isn't, isn't, isn't it... Oh, I don't want to say anything and be wrong. It's a kidney disease. Yeah. It's kidney failure, pretty much. Well, then why didn't they just say kidney failure? <laughs> well, I think it's a specific type of kidney failure where, like, blood enters your arteries through your kidneys or something. That's what that said. Kind of. Oh. We're dumb, guys. I didn't go to medical school. Yeah, I didn't either. On September 15th, James <laughs> died from renal failure. Very soon after, Judy cashes in three life insurance policies on James that she had taken out on him all a few months before his death. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. 
Interesting. Hmm. With that money, she buys a house in Whisper Bay. Ironically, later that's... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. One of our cats just literally, like, ran in the room, did a U-turn, like, ran. Did a U-turn, and then ran out. (laughs) I feel like you could probably hear the footsteps, because he's so fat. Yeah, one weird kind of funny fact is that... (laughs) We ask our neighbors or our landlords downstairs all the time if they can hear anything we're doing, like, including our youngest son who stomps around constantly. And they're like, no, we just kind of hear the cats all the time. Our our cat is so, one of our cats is just so big. Yeah. He's Basically giant. Basically tiny dog. Anyway. So, um, with the money, she buys a house in Whisper Bay. Ironically, later that same year, Judy's house catches fire, and she gets to cash in another sizable insurance claim. Crazy fast, Judy begins dating Bobby Joe Morris. Her and the kids moved in with him in Pensacola, Florida in 1972. Her oldest son, Michael, who was now 11, was having a really hard time. Mm. He was very disruptive at school, and Judy decided she didn't know what to do with him anymore. So, just like her father did with her older siblings, she put him into foster care. Shitty. Mm-hmm. In 1977, she got custody back of Michael and moved the whole family to Trinidad, Colorado, because that's where Bobby Joe wanted to move. Ironically, shortly before the move, their house in Pensacola, Pensacola burns <laughs> down. Another insurance claim is paid out. January of 1978, Bobby Joe begins to suffer from weakness nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Weird. He's admitted to the hospital, and again, doctors can't figure out what's wrong. While he's in the hospital, Junie brings in Tupperware of Hawaiian punch. Mm -hmm. January 21st, 1978, Bobby Joe dies. Bobby Joe's mother comes forward and says that she thinks that he was murdered. She claims that one time back in 1974, while Judy and Bobby were visiting her in Brewtown, or Bruton, Alabama, a man from Florida was found dead in a hotel room with a gunshot to the chest and his throat was slit, and she overheard Judy say something along the lines of, the son of a bitch shouldn't have come up here in the first place. He knew if he came up here, he was going to die. Whoa. So I assume that she, it, it didn't say how she, the mother overheard Judy saying this. I'm assuming it was a phone call or something. Or, sure. or the mother overheard her talking to Bobby Joe or whatever. Wait, so she, she murdered a guy before, like, before the weird poisonings? Mm-hmm. Bobby Joe supposedly confessed to his involvement in this murder on his deathbed, but there was no physical evidence to bring any charges. Whoa. In May of 1978, Judy legally changed her last name to Bueno Año. Well, she's just jumping around all over the place. Which means Goodyear, mm. which was her first husband's name. Mm. <laughs> means It means Goodyear in Spanish. Yeah. And um, she says it was in remembrance of her first husband, James. Oh, Her and her kids moved back to Pensacola. In 1979, Michael decides to drop out of high school and enlist in the Army. Before leaving to head to base in Georgia, he goes to his mother's house to say goodbye. She gives him some form of something. So, like, I couldn't find anywhere, like, what she gave him. If she gave him, you know, some of that Hawaiian punch. Sure. Or... She murdered her kid? She gave... Listen... If she gave him like candies or something that he was consumed in, yeah, was consuming over a certain amount of time. 
So on base, Michael is showing signs of illness and was immediately sent to the hospital where he was diagnosed with arsenic poisoning that was so rapid and so severe it had already atrophied his limbs. Oh, shit. He becomes paralyzed. He is discharged from the army, fitted with very heavy metal leg braces, and sent back to live with good old mom. It's about to have a real bad year. Yeah. (laughs) I I just want the joke to work. (laughs) (laughs) That one was a good one. Thanks. Uh, Yes. So, the day Michael arrives home, May 13th, 1980, Judy has planned... A canoeing trip for the family. So, like, he's paralyzed. Uh Like, he can't move his legs or his arms or anything. And she's like, let's go canoeing. Seems good. Mm Mm-hmm. So, her and her son James strap Michael onto a folding chair into the canoe and begin traveling down the East River. Oh, this is stressing me out. Yeah. So... The canoe obviously flips over. Of course. And Judy and James were able to swim to safety, but Michael immediately drowned because the weight... Strapped to a chair with metal things on his legs. Exactly. Judy gave multiple accounts of what happened, like a fishing line got caught in trees, they hit a log and bumped and, like, it knocked over the canoe, there was a snake in the canoe and they were trying to get it out and that pushed over the canoe. Like, she literally couldn't keep her story straight at all. Yeah. James claims to not remember anything that happened because he says he was knocked unconscious. From being in the military, Michael has a 20,000 life insurance policy. Judy cashes that in, but she had also recently taken out two other insurance policies on him, and it begins to raise some red flags. Hmm. With the policy payouts, Judy opens a beauty salon in Gulf Breeze called Fingers and Faces. <laughs> Don't you want to go there? Fingers and faces. Fingers and faces. Yeah. What do you guys do? Fingers and faces. <laughs> she began dating a businessman named John Gentry II. It's like a it's like a shitty sister band to to Rocco's band Arms and Ears. <laughs> Rocco's band is great though. They're really good. But like Fingers and Faces made you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she begins dating a businessman named John Gentry II. She soon convinced him that they should take out life insurance policies on one another, which she later went behind his back and increased his to $500,000. Babe, do you want to do you want to do life insurance? No. <laughs> That's going to be my tip next week. Always get life insurance. <laughs> also, always have arsenic around. I mean, yeah. You never know. Where does one buy arsenic? I don't know. Home Depot? Why did you say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) She soon convinced him to take out life insurance. Yes. So, she would also demand that he take vitamins that began to make him ill and he didn't want to take them anymore. Which, like... When you're poisoning someone, vitamin seems to be, like, a theme. Like, yeah. that's how Nancy Dillard, her husband, gave her the vitamins. Remember right. that story? Yep. So. That is really weird, though. Right? Like. Now I'm never going to be able to convince you to fucking take vitamins. Yeah, because you're just murdering me. There's too many stories here. Damn it. 
You're gonna die from what? Your, your poor diet. Uh huh. <laughs> so we have that on record. That's recorded. I was. I said you're gonna die from your poor diet. Yeah, it just took you a while to get there to the diet part. It was like. It was like. You're gonna die from your diet. That's how you said it. Like you're gonna poison me. Did everybody? Everybody heard that, right? even do that intentionally <laughs> yeah sure uh, okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes on june 25th 1983 judy announced to john that she was pregnant she insisted that he go to get champagne so they could celebrate not knowing that this was impossible because judy had actually had a hysterectomy john obliged when he went to drive away his car exploded this lady yeah so we now have um poisoning and house fires and drowning in a canoe and now an explosive oh yeah slit his throat that's right Mm -hmm. and now exploding car yeah wow fucking nuts yeah jesus christ yeah she's very well-rounded i guess so (laughs) somehow one way to put it yeah somehow he actually survives Four days later, he's well enough to answer questions by police, which led them to begin examining Judy. Judy had recently booked a cruise for her and her two remaining kids and was telling her friends and family that John was terminally ill. The vitamins she was providing to him were found to contain traces of arsenic. Mm. A second search of their house later uncovered wire and tape that matched the bomb. They were also able to track down where she bought dynamite. She was arrested for the attempted murder of John, but was able to make bail. Soon after, on January 11th, 1984, she was arrested again, but this time for the murder of her son, Michael. To strengthen the case who in February... Paid, who paid her bail bond? I mean, she had a lot of insurance money. Yeah, but like, what? It must have been so low. Probably. She m- almost murdered a guy. Mm-hmm. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> to strengthen the case in February, the body of Bob- Bobby Joe was exhumed and his body was shown to contain arsenic. In March, they exhumed James Goodyear, and his body also contained arsenic. Judy was tried separately for everything. She was supposedly... uh, I don't know why I wrote supposedly. That's... I don't know what I wrote there. She was acquitted for the attempted murder of John Gentry. Supposedly. I don't know why I wrote that. (laughs) But look, it doesn't even say supposedly. (laughs) Supposingly? Supposingly? (laughs) I don't know. Supposedly. So she was acquitted for the attempted murder of John Gentry. She was sentenced to life without parole for the first 25 years for Michael's murder. After 10 and a half hours of deliberation, she was found guilty of first degree murder of James Goodyear and was sentenced to death by electrocution. Wow. She never went to trial for Bobby Joe because like she she was already already sentenced to death. The execution took place at the Florida State Prison on March 30th, 1998. She was the first woman to be executed since 1848. I was, was going to ask how many women have been executed in general. It's got to um, be. I bet it's, it's low. very, very low. I was going to say, I bet it's wicked low. Yeah, so she was the first one um, in 150 years. That's crazy. So the one before in, her. In Florida. But like, in Florida, I wonder yeah. if it. In general, it must be super low. And I think the next one after her was Aileen Warner, Warren, Warner, Monster. Oh, yeah, okay. 
it's it's Eileen 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 Warner, right? I don't, I don't remember. God damn it, I should know that. Um so yeah, the woman before her was in eighteen forty eight, um, a slave named Celia, and she was hanged for beating her master. So I Very thought, different circumstances. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So I thought this was an interesting fun fact. Um it is two thousand three hundred volts of electricity that go through the chair for 38 seconds it took her to die. Wow, that's crazy. Right? That's a long time to be electrified. Yeah. And a couple of months before her execution, they were having problems with the chair. Like, the chair was 75 years old, and, like, the man who was executed prior to her execution, it, like, his mask caught on fire and like the chair like malfunctioned and yeah it was Whoa. all crazy jesus christ yeah so that is judy bueno años and a bunch of other names she's had, <laughs> she's had a lot of them wow she killed a lot of people yeah over a i think very she i think she actually is technically considered a serial, serial killer, killer because of the count yeah four four Te- almost known. Four. almost four yeah she also had a boyfriend um in her teens that died mysteriously but i couldn't find like anything else it was like jane uh i don't know james terrible week (laughs) um yeah wow that was an interesting one yeah um i mean when you went with what'd you say the black widow yeah so that's what prosecutors called her yeah i mean she's just murdering her husbands well that's what a black widow is i know yeah i'm aware oh that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, that was crazy. Wow. She got away with it for a really long time. Yeah. Like a very long, like decades. Uh-huh. So, like, she just, like, kept that train rolling. You'd figure that there'd be some kind of, I don't know, like, there's zero suspicion there? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it, uh, do you think it's because of the name change? Perhaps. And, I mean, she did move. Like, she wasn't in, she wasn't in Florida the whole time. Right. Yeah. She was in Colorado with Bobby Joe, I think it was. Yeah. That's, that was a fucking crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily the most brutal, but like, literally, that's like, she was like a tenured killer. I just want to know like how she would explain the kids, like, like when she met John, so the third husband, like, what was she, or the, I don't think they got married, but what was she just like, yeah, this one... <laughs> You know, he didn't He didn't belong to anybody. We don't know who his dad is. But then, like, I married this other guy, and I had dead. these two kids, not and even, he died. No, and then we met wanna, someone else, and, and he died. She didn't want to not tell people who the dad was. That guy's dead. You think? Definitely. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just based on yeah historical facts that we have about her, there's no way that guy's alive. Mm. No way. I but mean, yeah, I guess, I, but I guess if she didn't cash in an insurance policy, there's like no way to track it back. That's true. Because that's what it. That's what also, it was. I just she was just say that it's people like her that made insurance companies so shitty. <laughs> that's why it costs so much. That's why it costs so much money. Because she goes around, she's like, "Well, I'm just cashing all these insurance policies for all these people I'm killing." Like, Million dollars. Fucking asshole. I have an insurance policy on me. Should I be scared? I'm not going to murder you. It's fine. That's good. It's only like $35,000. <laughs> I couldn't handle raising kids by myself. <laughs> Aw. You're yeah. a good dad. You're a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good one. 
Do you have a Thanks. toast this week? It's your turn to go first. Uh, fucking, <clears throat> I was trying to think of one earlier today, and it's just a rough one. Rough day. Why? Was... Is it bad that we've been doing this on Monday? No. You don't have any good things to say on Mondays? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Actually, I want to toast how much we've been hiking. Fuck that. I sprained my ankle. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that you sprained your ankle, but like, it's been great. Tell me you didn't have a good time anyway. I had a blast. I yeah. really did. I used to hike a lot back in the day, up in the woods, uh, in Malden a lot, in Melrose. Not that that's where we're from, or whatever, <laughs> but yeah. I've said that I'm from Medford. All right. Well, so yeah, I used to hike the woods up there a lot, and, uh, you know, very recently we've started to do a lot of hiking, and um, we've gone, this past weekend was like the furthest out we've gone for a hike so far. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I fell. Um... I'm a very clumsy person. I fall a lot. I hurt my. I sprained. She, I sprained my ankle. Yeah, we don't even know what she fell over. It's really swollen. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's better now for sure, because I've forced you to wrap it several times. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I. Uh, it's been good to get out like that, like in general, not just like get out of the house because of the COVID thing, but just like yeah. get back to doing stuff that I used to like to do a lot. Mm-hmm. It's nice, kind of getting to walk in nature and. It's fun. Yeah. It's good for good for the mind. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My toast is actually going to be to myself. Um, I am only two pounds away from being down 50 pounds. Wow. Um, which I think is really fucking cool. It's really crazy. Yeah. Super crazy because it's only been three months. <laughs> um, but if... I'm very lucky that I had my surgery in February because had it happened later, it's possible that it could have been postponed right? and that it could have not happened because of COVID. COVID. And that's a scary thing to think about because I know for a fact that if it weren't for the surgery, that I would be sitting here stuffing my face all day, every day, because it's just something to do. Yeah. And, um... It's like the surgery literally shut off that part of my brain, and um, I'm super I'm super grateful for that because because eating addiction is like it's real. real. It's, yeah, real. it's real. I don't care. What, it's it's just as addicting as anything else, and it's something that I've struggled with my entire life. And yep. um, I think I'm doing really good. I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, I remember. So I can't wait to be down fifty <clears throat> pounds. There's a moment. <laughs> Right before you went down into surgery, I think they had just given you anesthesia. And oh my God, did I say something? You've never told me anything I've said. No, you were just like, am I like, <clears throat> I remember that whole day, like that whole few days, you like were really second guessing whether or not it was right to do or not. And the whole time I was just trying to be like as positive as possible, but as least pushy as possible. Just let you make your own decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we almost kind of, like, didn't talk about it. Like, we just did it. Like, I drove you there, and, like, n- neither of us were like, are you going to do it? Like, are you not going to do it? Um, am I going to do it? Or am I not going to do it? But, like, I think in our brains, we both knew you were going to. But even right before you went downstairs with the anesthesia, you were like, am I doing the right thing? And I was like, you know what? I don't know, but we're here. And then you came back up, and I don't think since we've met, I've seen you more active and happy than the past couple months. Like, 
Just, Which is crazy, considering yeah. everything that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, like, it's just, you know, um, there's just a change in you. Not that you were bad before right. at all. But, like, you know, it's tough. I mean, I'm big now, too. You know, and it's just, like, sometimes it makes you feel like ass. Well, it's a hard, it's a really, really hard decision um, for myself and I'm sure for anyone that did it. Because it, you know, you have people that force these feelings on you that make you feel like you're f- you're a failure and like you're taking the easy way out. Right. And like, you know, I took a shortcut to do this and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like that, but like it is, um, it's a hard decision. It was a very hard decision to make. Yeah. And And I I think it was a, I think we both believe it was a really good decision for both of us. I think so. I'm feeling really good. Yeah. So I'm toasting to myself. Don't let people judge you. Fuck those people. Yeah, I know. People suck. Yeah, they do. (laughs) <laughs> those people listen i sit out here every night and i eat takis and drink milk <laughs> like i can't even tr- i've tried i've tried because, to be like no I'm, yeah, i want to stop it's it's real it, it is it's right. it's just as much of an eating disorder and like it really sucks that people don't acknowledge it as much as they do you know anorexia or bulimia or you know eating disorders like that because it's a hundred percent just as much an eating disorder yeah it's just on the opposite side of the coin yeah well, good for you. Good job. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> well, you got anything else? No. Cheers. Cheers. Well, guys, it's been another good episode. You know, um, we have the group now. I just want to remind you guys, we've swapped over to a group on Facebook so mm-hmm. you guys can kind of interact more. You know, we're, we're trying to post a little bit more. Um, keep the group active. So come yeah. find us. Till Death Do Us Podcast. Yeah, Facebook. Just, just search Till Death Do Us Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find us on all the major streaming networks Spotify, Apple, um, you know, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play Music on Apple. Please rate and subscribe. I mean, subscribe everywhere because, you know, we want you to listen every week and get notifications. You get the little ding, like, bing. Hey, there's a new episode. <laughs> you want that bing? Subscribe. And a uh, review on Apple is like so important. Please, please do it. Yeah. I'll love you forever. (laughs) (laughs) She will. She means that when she says that. She told me that one time, and she does now, so. (laughs) Um, I told you that. I was like, can you give me a a review, and I'll love you forever? (laughs) No, I think think it was like, if you get me a fudgicle from the freezer, I'll love you forever. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, And, uh, yeah, you can email us at tilldeathtoispodcast. Like we said, we're... You know, we're open to suggestions or whatnot, so feel free to um, talk to us and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's been another good episode, and I just want to say, hey, don't murder each other. Bye. Bye.